0: hey this is eric olivares pastor at axios church in lakeland florida and this is our podcast axios's mission is to point people to jesus so they can find worth and purpose in god we hope this message encouraged you and uplift you throughout your week enjoy the message Today, I want to continue our series, Nature, as we talk about um, elements, earthly elements that that present spiritual truths that we see time and time again in the Bible as we walk this walk um, of of Christianity in our life. In the month of May, we have specifically started talking about deserts and how we parallel our lives with the children of um, Israel as they're exiting Egypt and headed to the promised land so they're they're exiting this place of bondage and God promised them a land and they're in the 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 land that he promised they're on the way to it and last week we left off them exiting um Egypt and encamped in Etham and God sent them a cloud by morning and a pillar of fire by night and we said that that cloud represented the strength and endurance to keep on going have you ever been there before where you have you need just endurance just to keep on going in the day when the when life hits and, and day comes and you just i just got to get through this day see that's what that cloud was for the um, the children of Israel and then we also talked about the pillar of fire was the protection and light they needed for the journey ahead and we also said that sometimes the fastest way is not the right way the fastest way is not the right way and there's no reverse the reverse is not an option and god will provide in the season that you are in as we look in the story we see the people of israel um, in the desert they're mentally physically spiritually drained They're coming out of years of generations, decades of slavery, going into a desert, hot, desolate place. And they're drained emotionally. And these things are coming into their way, this pillar and these these things. And now they're, they're faced with one of their toughest tasks as they go into the journey of the promised land. Don't you wish that God, when he promised something, that you would get it right away? But it doesn't happen like that sometimes. Sometimes we have to go through some these things to get to the promise, because when we get to the promise, it means a little more to us. It means a little more. We don't have the entitlement mentality that God can just do it because he wants to do it. No, God is there. He provides what we need, but we need to be faithful in our walk. See, this is where the Israelites are in this season. And today we're going to look in this continuous journey as we push into the desert, um, to the wilderness. This. This familiar verse that we preach, about. matter of fact, I preached about it a couple, a couple months ago, but today I want to take it into another light that can help us in the desert seasons to not quit because in the desert seasons, you grow the most, you grow the most. So here is the stop in the middle of the journey. It's called the Red Sea, the Red Sea. Let's go to Exodus chapter 14, verse five and six. And let's read here. We're going to be going on this verse a couple times. So put your finger there and and we're going to go through this verse here. But in verse five, it says this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, um, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed towards the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let the Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariots and took his armies with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. So here we see Pharaoh coming to the realization that he let the people of Israel go. He let the people of Israel go. He, he came to his senses. He realized, oh my gosh, who's giving me my food in the morning? Oh my gosh, who's making our, our stuff? Oh my gosh, who is, who is serving us? And they realized real quick that they needed them back. See, it's funny at times when, when we go in life and we, we want something, we pray for something, but then in the next season, it's just familiar to us. It's just familiar to us. See, the, the, the Israelite people became familiar to the Egyptians, so when trouble hit, sometimes it was easier for, uh, for him to let them go than to deal with the issue. Because we see in, in Exodus that there was plagues after plagues that were presented. Moses went to um, Pharaoh and said, hey, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, uh, no, and no, and no. And we're going to see what really broke Pharaoh to get the people of Israel freed in this way. But you know, we can learn. Here's the thing. Sometimes in life, we can learn life lessons even from the haters in our life. We're preaching now. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you like this. In this story, we have the tendency to really focus on the Israelite people because in reality, they're, they're the heroes and the Pharaoh is the villain. But if we can do this, but we can learn from the enemy as well at times. Sometimes the ones that don't like you, don't support you, hate you the most, show you the life lessons that you don't even know you need. See, sometimes life lessons are learned. See, in my life, there was times where in the promise season that I was praying for, I I I was in a desert season at one time. And in the desert season, there was there was different things that I was cursing and I was so mad. Why are they treating me like this? Why are they doing this? And I realized that God was prepping me not for my promise season, but I needed to learn something in the desert season. And I know that some of the people that, that, that talk about me the most, I had to learn from. And, it's, and it's, we have to understand that we need to open our eyes to what God is doing in the seasons that we're in. We, we, we're going to learn something from the Pharaoh here. You don't hear a lot of preachers talk about Pharaoh. You know, we talk about the good people. Let's talk about the bad people real fast. Because we can learn something from Pharaoh in this season as we go back into this, this thing. Number one, what we can learn in this, in this passage from Pharaoh is this. Be aware of the choices you make out of your pain. Be aware of the choices you make out of your pain. In verse five, it says this: When the when, when king of Egypt was told that the people have fled, his mind, or the the mind of the pharaoh and his servants changed towards the people, and he said, "What did have I done that I let that that I have let Israel go from serving us?" Because you have to understand this: there was plague after plague, grasshoppers, water turned into blood. There was multiple plagues, and everything didn't stop Pharaoh in his track except the last plague, and the last plague was his his son, his oldest son, was dead. It said that, it said that the, one of the plays was the, the, the firstborn was, was, was going to die in each family member of the Egyptians. So here's the thing, Pharaoh let the children of Israel, Israel go from the biggest pain he had was, was losing his son. We have to be mature enough in the Lord to know when trouble comes, which it will, that we are not making decisions outside, out, out of our weaknesses, Pharaoh was weak, plague after plague, until one thing broke him, was the death of his son. I'm not saying that if Pharaoh was stronger, that he that the, the whole story of the Israelite people being free would have been changed. No, because when Jesus, when God said something, it's going to happen. God said, my people are going to be free, so they're going to be free. But what I'm telling you is we can learn something in here that when troubles come, we take it to God so we don't have to deal with regret later. I'm preaching today. See, pain and trouble is bad, but it also presents the biggest growth in your season. I knew a friend that went through so much in his life. He made bad decisions, and he had to deal with some consequences as well. And, and you, you would talk to this person, and it, it, you would feel like you're hitting a wall. You've been to those people before. It's like you try to give them advice. You try to give them advice, and it's like they just do the opposite. And I'm like, dummy. Don't come to me. And they have to deal with consequences in their life. See, yes, there is grace and yes, there is mercy. But what if we took time to heal from the pain and trust in the process instead of doing impulse and regret later? Sometimes we need to slow our roll and let pain hit a little bit, not to punish us, but to grow us, to grow. Because in the midst of your pain, you're not alone. In the midst of your pain, you're getting stronger. You're getting ready for, for battle. You're getting ready for that promise that God has for you. Don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. What's another thing that we learned here in Pharaoh? As Pharaoh was dealing with the situation, number two. Your attitude affects others. Your attitude affects others. Number Verse 5 again, it says, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants were changed towards the people. What you do, others will follow. I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're liking this message because I can't see anybody right now, okay? This thing is blinding me. So I'm talking to an empty room, so I'm going for it. What you do, others will follow. There is someone looking up to you, and you don't even know it, how you're going to overcome this desert season in your life. Somebody is looking to you of how you overcome and how they can look through your example to overcome themselves. It's called your testimony. You know, how do you handle hurts and pains in your life? Do you take them to God, or do you drag others into your mess? You better get some steel toes. <laughs> See, I'm not saying to not have friends and help you along. But I'm here to tell you today that when, if you go to your friends to validate your issues and your pain, you're doing it wrong. See, I, like I said, I, I hate, my biggest pet peeve is when people come to me for advice. I mean, not that, but the, 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 what, what comes after, okay? They come to me for advice, and then I'm trying to give them, you know, godly advice. You know, I'm hearing from God and I'm there. I'm connected, JP. All right? You know, it's flowing. And then you realize real quick that they don't really want advice. They just want you to agree with what's going on. You know? And I'm like, right away, I'm like, get out. <laughs> I ain't trying to give you no advice because it's so frustrating when you're trying to help somebody and they really don't want help. They just want you to say, hey, that a boy. Anybody hate that? Three people. Everybody's holy on this side. Congratulations. (laughs) You are a leader no matter what, if you like it or not. You just got to be aware to take your issues to God first and not be validated by people. Because when you're trying to be validated by people, it's always going to fail you. But we take our issues to God. See, this is Pharaoh. He not only was mad, he got his squad mad too. Because that's what happens in times. When we get offended, we have to bring people on that offense. It's like, hey, you need to be offended because I'm offended. Anybody been there before? And then we look back and we're, we're fine with the issue, but then there's a whole roll of people still offended. Because they care about you and you're fine with now. Hey, God gave me forgiveness, but guess what? They're mad about you. They're, they're your squad. They're going to fight for you. We need to be careful who we take our offense to, because as a matter of fact, you're not only blocking your blessing, you're probably blocking other people's blessings as well. Number three, what did Pharaoh do? He said, "This don't move without the right approval. Don't move without the right approval." And verse six says, "So he made ready his chariots and took his armies with him, the six hundred of uh, chosen chariots and other chariots of Egypt with the uh, official." Officers, all with them. See, here's the thing. Pharaoh, at this point, there was like eighty-seven thousand plagues. I'm totally that's that's wrong, but there was a lot of plagues. At this point in Pharaoh's life, he should like known. Well, he he should know that that there's this person called God that is fighting for these people called Israel. I mean, a plague after a plague, your son's dead, and this is what Pharaoh does. Hey. I'm going after them again (laughs) because I'm I'm in discomfort. I'm going to go after the thing that I should not go after. And what we do is we go outside of God's approval and we justify it with our approval. We go out of the we go out of the will of God or God's authority and we we try to manipulate it enough to think that is God, but it's really our authority. See, Pharaoh, you should have known. You should have known that when you go after God's people, it ain't going to be good for you. But, but Pharaoh had a little bit of a, 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 a power grab here and said, listen, I'm Pharaoh, and I'm going to get 600 chariots, and I'm going to get even more chariots, and I'm going after these people because if I want it, I'm going to get it. Have you been there before? You haven't. I know you have. I have. Where I try my best to do something, and it doesn't work out. And guess what? I just try. A little. What if it's out of the will of God? Well, what if you're going out of your authority, out of your will, and then bring a little Bible to justify it? We have to be careful of what authority we're walking in. So if God's people were supposed to be free, it was, they were supposed to be free. Let me say it like this. Why go out of your false authority and not God's true authority? Plans out, plans out of the authority of God gives you hard lessons that you should learn. See, you, we say this. Well, God told me. You better be careful. You better be, be, be sure. Well, we say, well, God is telling me to leave. You better, you better pray that thing up. Well, God told me to date this person or to be this, be with this person. Are you sure? Because if you're out of God's will, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard. And this is where Pharaoh was. He got, he got out of God's will was for the people of Israel to be free, but he wanted his own thing, and he went after them. And you're going to see what happens to him, because when you mess with God's people, hey. You get the bull. You, well, you, get, you With the bull, you get the horns. Because when God says go, it doesn't matter what we say. It's not our will. Is his will always trumps our will. Authority coming out of the wrong heart leads to major destruction. Write that down. Authority, authority coming out of the wrong heart leads to major destruction. So now as we see the point of view of Pharaoh. Let's continue with the story, and and we turn to the people of Israel. These and they're they're at the edge of the Red Sea. See, these people were they left bondage. They were set free. They had the pillar of uh, in the in the morning, the cloud, uh, the, the pillar fire at night. Power, God's power was showing already in the beginning of the journey. If I was them, I would be on cloud nine. Man, this this uh, this cloud just doesn't happen. This pillar doesn't happen. Years and years of slavery and bondage. Now we're free. That just doesn't happen. It has to be the power of God. I will be on cloud nine. I would would try to go and do what God tells me to do, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened. We see it again that the people of Israel turn away from God. See, here's the thing. What happens when your enemy draws near in your life? What happens when the enemy draws near in your life? Because we see here in verse 10 what happens to the people of Israel. Verse 10, it says, when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they were feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out loud. What can stop your purpose in its tracks? It's called the word fear. 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 God has a purpose for you. You're probably pursuing that purpose. But what's one thing that can derail it all? Fear. Fear is and will be the killer of your progress in the desert seasons that you're in. It said, when the Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. It said they lifted their eyes. Let me say it like this. Where your focus goes is where you draw your confidence from. Where your focus goes is where you draw your confidence from. See, these are the people of Israel. They just got freed from slavery. There's this this cloud by morning, this pillar of fire by night. And the reality is they see the enemy coming and they took their eyes away from the promise and they put their eyes on the issue. So wherever you put your attention to, that's where your confidence is going to be drawn to. See, we need to put our attention on God, and then we have the confidence to move forward in our life. It, 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 wherever we put our gaze, they were supposed to be looking forward, but they turned towards the enemy. Here's a, new, a news flash for you in your life. When you're moving forward in your life, when you're trying to do the right thing, you're trying to do everything right in God's eyes, in the process that you're in, the enemy is always going to try to come after that progress in your life. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. He ain't coming like, boo. It says he's coming like a roaring lion. Whenever you're trying to progress in life, the enemy's always going to come after that. But here's the thing I need you to understand. Here's the thing I need you to get into your soul. Is, the, is He is behind you. And the only way that he can get your attention is if your focus, if your focus goes from forward forward. To behind. They were looking forward to the Red Sea, and on the other side of the Red Sea was the Promised Land. But what they did is they heard the enemy coming, and instead of looking forward in life, they turned back to the thing that they left. Where you put your attention and your gaze to is where you get your confidence from. Life and circumstances are always going to be coming. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is in front. The enemy is behind. He's always going to try to creep up. But when you turn your eyes to the one that holds your future, when you turn your eyes to the one that is the beginning and the end, he has you. He has you in times where you feel the weakest. Look forward to him you know the end of the story you win looking forward to the other side of the sea listening to his voice but the reality is this we will wish that we're so strong but sometimes we're not and fear comes in and it's fear is real in our life i hate when the pandemic happened in the beginning when everybody was scared of it and all the christian people were like don't be fearful." We, it's God, and I get, I get it, but the reality is we're human, and fear is real. Fear is real. Yes, we serve a God that is a, a, a way maker, and yes, he's there, but, but sometimes our humanity comes up, and we're just fearful. But how do we deal with it? How do we live in the reality of fear but move forward into the promise of tomorrow? See, uh, I'm here to t- that you. We need to know that fear is going to come and grip. And here's some things that fear does in our life, in, in the desert seasons of our life that we need to look forward to. We need to learn from. Number one, fear will make you look foolish. Fear will make you look foolish because in verse 11, it's, they said the Israelite people said they said to Moses, is it because? There is no graves in Egypt that you have taken us to die in the wilderness. What have you done to us to bringing us out of Egypt? Is not, it is not this what you said to, to, to Egypt, leave us alone and we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. How foolish do they sound? I read this time and time again, and I I come back to the same conclusion. You're dumb. (laughs) Generations, decades, family members, after family members, dying in Egypt, being enslaved when you know you have a promise. When you know that you're a chosen people, but you're enslaved, and then you get a little bit of trouble in your life, and you say, "It'd rather better be in slavery than be in freedom." But we do it. <laughs> we do it. We come to the realization sometimes that fear is so prominent in our life that we just we just accept the fear, and sometimes we look foolish doing it. You know the past season, how that hurt. You know how in the past season you were, how depressed you were. You made, it made you feel empty. It made you feel shameful. It made you feel guilty. Why would you say a dead season is better than a promised season? Don't let fear speak and be your confession. Don't let fear be your confession because the word says, I am an overcomer. I am the head, not the tail. I am confident because he makes me confident and I am enough. Fear, make, fear comes and brings lies into your life. And in the desert season, don't speak foolish things. Speak faith in this season that God is going to take you through this hard time. Your confession is your weapon. Your confession is your weapon. Number two. What did the children of Israel do in this situation? Number two, fear will make you forget your direction. Fear will make you um, to forget your direction. Their direction was what? Where were they supposed to go? Across the Red Sea. That was the direction God gave them. But the reality is they couldn't think or come to rationale of how am I supposed to cross this sea? But sometimes we're going to face in life impossible situations where I see what I have, and I see what's in front of me, and I don't know how to get from point A to point B. And the only thing I have is trust. But trust is the hardest thing to do. See, we, their backs were turned in the direction they should be going. In Matthew chapter five, verse um, five and thirty-eight and forty, it has this verse that you hear a lot, a, a, a lot, an eye for an eye. It says, "You have heard this and said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do do not resist an evil person. If anybody slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek also." I hate that verse because somebody coming and slap me. Carlos, you come and slap me, boy. You know, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I fight. Amen. But we got to understand what the what this verse is telling us. And it can parallel what the children of Israel were dealing with now. It says that when somebody slaps you on the right side, turn the other cheek. This verse is not telling you to to bow down and get slapped. This ain't a boxing match. What is telling you this is telling you that offense and and situations are gonna come and knock you out. But it says how you face it determines the outcome of the situation. Because it says this it says, when you get smacked on the right side, turn the other cheek. What does turn the other cheek mean? It means this while I'm facing my circumstances, My job as a Christian is to get away from this position of offense and turn it into a position of promise. See, what we look at as times is we get offended and we stay looking in the position of our offense. But God is really telling you here is, hey, when you're offended, uh, it's real. But guess what? You have the ability to turn the other cheek, to change your direction from what's holding you back to what God has for you in the future. Turn that other cheek, turn that promise into what is God's going to have for you. It's not for you to just continue to get, to, get, to get thrown down. No, it's for you to have the control to change the direction in your life. Turn that other cheek. Stop looking at what they did to you. You can't change it anymore. Look to what God is going to do in your life. It's holding you back. Your offense, it's weighing you down. You got hit on the right side, but God's saying turn to the left side because on the other side of your change is your promise. See, this is where they are. There are fears gripping them, but God said, here's the direction. I need you to turn there. But what did they do? they turn their back to the direction that God has for them and look behind them to fear. Let's move forward in what God has. Yes, yeah, fear is real. We identify it in our life, but we can overcome it by turning the direction that God has for us. And number three, as I close, somebody come up here. I'll keep on talking. Fear will force you to praise on the wrong side. Number three, fear will force you to praise on the wrong side. Fear will make you not see the other side of your problems. Fear will diminish our weapon of worship in the desert seasons of our life. We need our worship even more in the desert. We, we need to activate a true prayer and worship life in the desert because it's really going to be the thing to get us forward. There's times where I am weak. I don't know the answers. I just need to pray. You've been there before? This week's been hard for me. And on Saturday, I talked to our team, and I could have get mad. Oh, man, here's the enemy fighting us again. I text 13 hey let's time to pray. It's it's time to worship. Cuz I understand one thing. Worship is effective. But worship is super effective on the right side. The reality is we need to praise God more when hard times come. When you're praying, when you're praising through the situation, power is attached to it. The reality is if you go to chapter 15 and you read that section, they crossed the Red Sea. We, we know that, you know, Moses took the staff and God said, you put it there and the, the sea parted. The Israelite people walked through and then the, the, um, the Pharaoh came after them. God, you know, said, you put the stick back, the water's down, Pharaoh's army's dead. You know, the, the, the sea just destroyed them. But then we see in verse 15 we see the Israelite people and Moses on the other side of the Red Sea. They finally crossed it and they started having a worship service. Praising God. Worship song after worship, prophecy after prophecy. You see them having a good old church revival without the tent. (laughs) Somebody knows what I'm talking about. See, it was great that they were praising God for what, that what god brought them through but what if they praised on the wrong side what if we praise when we don't know if we're going to get to the other side your your praise is the weapon against the enemy because he hates when you praise god especially when you should fall especially when you should quit especially when the, the, the life is hitting you and the desert's all around you. He wants you to quit. But if you continue to praise, even when, that's powerful. Your praise is your weapon. But your praise is not only when God wins the battle. What happens when, when you're praising if you don't know the battle's gonna be won? You're praising for what God is going to do, not because of what he can do for me, just because I know he's good. When I don't know where the money's going to come for that bill, I praise. When I don't know, when I don't know, I feel loved or I don't know what's going to happen on the other side, I still praise. When I get that bad report, I still praise because your praise is your weapon against the enemy, even if God doesn't do it would you still praise? They're faced with impossible situation. And instead of remembering, instead of remembering the cloud, instead of remembering the pillar of fire, instead of remembering coming out of slavery into freedom, they praised on the wrong side. Because on the side of where the enemy was, What were they doing? Oh, I should have been back in Egypt. I should have been back in slavery. But then they crossed, God provided. And on the other side, they're like, great is your faithfulness. See, God will provide, but will we praise him on the right side? On the side of our pain. On the side of our issues. On the side where we don't know how to cross to the other side would we still praise him? Because that's another kind of praise. That's a different kind of praise. That's a praise coming out of pain. Some of the greatest worship songs came out of a season of pain, came out of a season of hurt because they knew that they didn't have anything else but that praise. And if we praise on the right side, yes, it's great to praise when God provides, I'm not saying not to do that. Hey, we need to to praise him. But what if we praise him when we lose that child? What if we praise him when we can't pay that bill? That's tough. But when we do, it's attached to the power of God. The Holy Spirit work in our life. And God is gonna provide something on the inside that money can't provide. God's gonna provide something that a person can't provide. God's gonna give His Holy Spirit to you, and your praise becomes your weapon against the enemy in your life, against the circumstances in your life, and you praise a little different. And when that and when God makes that promise happen, now is a, a jubilee. It's a celebration like no other. I praise on the side of my pain, and I celebrate on the side of my victory because I know that God is still there no matter what. It's praising him in both seasons of our life. And as I close verse 13 it says Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord He will work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you should never see again. And the Lord will fight for you if you have only to be silent. See, they were they were complaining like crazy. And Moses basically told them, fear not, God got this. If you shut up, if you stop complaining, you're complaining, you're pointing the fingers it's holding you back from your seeds to be imparted in your life. See, if we go to key words here, he says stand. stand. Stand means contentment. Stand means that I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna be content in what he's doing in my life. I might go this way, but I know that he's still working in my life. All, there's another key word says it says, he said, go and see. What does the see means? It means God is going to put on display the promise that He has for you. It says, He says, today there was a time period to the miracle that He was gonna have. And then he says, never see them again. The the he, they professed what's going to happen before it even happened. It's having the faith. It says, God will. White is an assurance of knowing that I'm not in this alone. And then it said to be silent. It says, shut your mouth and trust what God, trust God's hand in your situation. He got this in the season that you're in. We can learn so much from this story. And listen, I can go. I, I had so much notes. It was hard for me to get this down. Because God can show us so much through these situations. But here's the reality, fear will come in the deserts we're in, but we have the power to not live in fear, but move forward in the desert seasons of our life. Fear might come, but it doesn't have you. We need to profess truth in our life, not lies. Turn our direction to where God is leading us, not to our fear. And praise him on the side of the pain and praise him on the, and celebrate him on the side of the victory. We can do this. Deserts will come in our life, but we have the ability to overcome this season. You just got to believe it. There's some people in this room that they're probably in the darkest seasons of their life. Even contemplating quitting. Quitting on their family, quitting on a job, quitting on a spouse. Because enough is enough. But I'm here to tell you today stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. You don't know that by your obedience, the sea can be parted right in front of you and you can walk into the problem. You are so close. You are so close. Stop complaining. Praise him even when you don't see it. And know that he's working everything for your favor. But you got to put some work into it. You got to put some work into it. You got to trust him when it seems impossible. You can't just go to your resource. You got to go to God. And he will be there. Each you're not alone in the desert. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.